another chapter of Said Said. As always, if this is your first time watching, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you stay connected and enjoy today's message. Be sure to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so that you can stay connected with the latest chapter. But before we get into today's chapter, uh, let us pray. All right, so dear Heavenly Father, we, uh, we thank you so much for our lives. Uh, we thank you, God, for just another day to breathe. And we just want to pray and lift up everybody who was around um, the event that happened this last Sunday at Lakewood Church. Uh, we want to lift up the families who were around and um, just, Father, just bless them and shower them uh, with your joy and comfort and just try to uplift their spirits. Um, no weapon formed against us will prosper. And in Jesus' name, we are victorious over any enemy, anything, any, um, anything that's trying to come against our, the church or is trying to come against your sons and daughters. So we thank you, Father, for your protection. Thank you, Father, for the courageous people who were there, who acted swiftly and quickly. Thank you for the lives that were saved. And as we speak today, Father, we, just let, we ask that the Holy Spirit come in and we speak spirit to spirit and you educate us through the spirit and that this show is just about you and we want more of you and we want less of us so we just thank you father for this um, this time this platform and let your name be known in jesus name we pray amen amen all righty let's go baby oh, so hello. got my wife back on here my gorgeous wife we're going to talk today uh talk today about about lint and fasting so uh like we talked about on our last time that we last time that we ha had you on mm -hmm. we spoke about how you grew up in a catholic background and so tomorrow being lent on ash valentine wednesday. sorry tomorrow being ash wednesday see we're learning <laughs> Tomorrow being Ash Wednesday, I didn't, you know, if you watched the show last time, I didn't grow up in a church, so I'm not aware of like the, 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 what they're called. So tomorrow's Ash Wednesday, um, Valentine's Day, and I was curious, what is Lent about? What is Ash Wednesday about? Where does it come from? Um, what is fasting? Right? Mm -hmm. Is that what yeah, part of it? Okay. What's fasting? Okay. And what does fasting not only mean to you, what does fasting mean to me, someone who didn't grow up in a church? And I also reached out or also put um, some questionnaires out on Instagram and I got on also on Facebook and I got some feedback. So I'd like to share some of those things that people said that what their perception was about fasting and who, how many people were doing Lent and who weren't and who just didn't know what Lent was and yeah. things like that. So Yeah, no, um, honestly... A lot of people, there's, um, I wrote this down so I didn't forget because there's a lot to it. So tomorrow, like, like I said, is Ash Wednesday. And then you, um, so what it looked like for me growing up was my parents put it as, well, you got to give something up. It wasn't so much you had to do something. It was like, oh, you're going to have to give something up for 40 days. Um, and it's 40 days. So it's from wednesday tomorrow up until easter but you don't count the sundays in it so if you count it it's a little bit more than 40 days but if you don't count the sundays then it's exactly 40 days so just 40 business days uh no because saturday is 
No. Oh, so it's Saturday too? Saturday too. So Monday through Saturday. So just no that. Sundays? No Sundays. The, okay. Not the Sundays in that time that period. That time period? Yeah. So okay. you don't count that. Um, in the 40 at least. Um, but um, it's basically, you know, to represent the how like Jesus resisted the temptation from the devil when he was in the desert for 40 days. Um, he went to the wilderness. Yeah, wilderness. For 40 well, days. Some people say desert. Mm-hmm. I grew up knowing it as a desert versus a wilderness um but um and excuse me i'm a little congested so um but yes uh and it's weird because like i said in my in the last show that we did i went to catechism from the time i was in elementary school to the time that i did my confirmation so i think it was like 11th grade or my 12th grade year one of those junior senior year Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a, it's a big thing. Like we had a big old fish fry on Good Friday. Um, and then you have Holy Week, which is that last week of um, like right before Easter. So that Sunday before Easter, that week before that Sunday. I think this one is gonna be March twenty fourth. I think um, no March. Yeah, March twenty fourth is holy sunday and then from holy sunday that whole week is like holy week um we do we used to do a lot for the church so we would do like a fish fry they would do a lot of like donations volunteering things like that um but whenever i was growing up it was like okay well you're gonna give something up and for me i as a kid i was like i'm gonna give up candy because i mean i'm (laughs) an adult now and candy is still a really big problem with me um, but as a kid I was like whatever it's I can do that for like 40 days it's easy mm-hmm. and then um, come Easter we got a big old Easter basket we would go do something at the park with like all of my family you get your Easter basket and of course it's in the Easter basket is basically everything that I give up like oh like here's your reward basically for fasting and not doing these things for these 40 days so my parents would give me like a big old basket of candy my sisters would do it too when they got older but um yeah, so it was back then when I was younger, it wasn't like so much, it, it didn't really have that much of an importance to me. How um, old were you? When I first started, uh-huh. that I can remember, I think I was like 10, Okay. but I did it at a really early age. Like my parents were just very much like, especially my mom, she was very much like, all right, let's go get our ashes on, uh, we'll, we'll go to the mass um uh, whenever like well wednesday we'll go to the mass on wednesday morning before school so i would literally show up with ashes on my face or my forehead for school and then um sometimes if we didn't were able to do that then she would either i, I remember once once or twice she would pull us out of, out of school early if not we would do it after school mm-hmm. um, but we always got our ashes it wasn't until i got older that it was like okay well now that you've done your confirmation um and once I had a car, <laughs> um, it was like really my job to kind of just do that on my own mm-hmm. um, as we as we got older. And it wasn't until I got older that I I would still like fast and give things up. Yeah. But I started doing something else in terms of that, like something like volunteering, um, okay. or um, you know, like replacing like for instance social media. I would replace social media with reading. 
Um, but I would tell myself that, but then whenever I actually got there, like I wouldn't be on social media and I would only read like here or there. It wasn't like a, as daily as I was on social media was how I should have been daily with reading, but I wasn't like that. I was just like, oh, well, you know what? I gave it up. I gave social media up. So that's like good enough. Um, but yeah. And honestly, growing up, even like with my sisters and with my friends, like when I would say, well, you know, like I'm observing Lent or I'm doing Lent, they'd be like, oh, okay, so, like, like you know, like, what does that mean? And just, like, really quickly, I'd be like, well, I'm giving this up. Just because they didn't really want to hear the whole spiel, unfortunately. And so I'd be like, well, I'm giving this up. So, like, basically, I just can't do it until Easter. And they were like, okay. And then I would go out with them. We would do things. And then, like, say if um, I remember one year I gave up, like, drinking or I gave up something that they were doing and they would, like, hand it to me. And I'd be like, no, like, I can't have it. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're doing that thing. Or, oh, when is that thing end? Like, hurry up and finish that thing. Mm-hmm. It was always that thing. It was never like, it. like, even now to this day, my friends are always like, um, once I'm gone on social media, because that was one thing that I started doing once I really started living on my own. I gave up social media because I would, I was using like those filters that like really change your face. Mm-hmm. I was um, just on it. It, it. it consumed my life. And I was, I was just like, let me just see this challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I first started it I would give up like Snapchat but I would still have like Instagram and Twitter and then as the years got more and more I started giving up everything okay, and so then real quick so uh-huh. you said you, you said let me see this challenge right yeah mm-hmm. so, yeah is that what you see like is that what you've seen it as back then back then was a challenge yeah, was more of like a challenge so like you didn't really quite understand like the full of no. the fullness of like what Lint was yeah because it was never like because it's it was it's not my, a challenge. Yeah, yeah no. My parents never like would sit down with us and be like, "This is why we do it. This isn't. This is where it states it in the Bible of like why we do it. This is the significance about it." Mm-hmm. It was always just like, "No, you're doing this because like you have to. Like you're Catholic. This is what we do. Right. Um, it's a cha- it's to challenge yourself." And it was never more of like. Did they ever say to challenge yourself into? for challenge yourself into what or like for what just to see that that you can live without it basically for 40 days for 40 days yeah okay so it was like um that's what and that's what they said growing up like yeah yeah like it was like see if you can live without it for for like 40 days and i I think i had stated it in the last one that we we had we talked about god in our family we talked about jesus we talked about everything but it was more used as like a fear tactic with us of like he's always watching or like, you know, like just something fearful about it. And we would still rebel anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> as daughters or sisters. So, um, so yeah, like back then I would see it as a challenge. Like I could do this for 40 days because I knew I would do it for 40 days. And as soon as this Easter hit, I was eating that candy or I was going out with my friends to like drink alcohol or <laughs> smoke weed. Like I, I knew I knew what I had coming for me at, at on Easter. Right. So it was just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And during that time, I never, um, I, I like, I didn't do anything really to grow my relationship with God. It was just like, well, here's my challenge coming up. Y'all know that I do this. You know, it's custom to me. Mm-hmm. That's custom from me growing up. Like, I'm, I'm ready to do it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until, I think, honestly, the past two years um, where I... I was really challenged with it because so 
what year are we 2024 2022 um the year of 2022 i had come back from working down south and i still did it i um observed it i got off social media and around that time i remember um like telling uh like my boyfriend at the time that i wanted to get closer to god and that like before then i had never wanted like to be a wife or get married and like my views were slightly changing and it was partially because of the people that i had met at that job that i was at Mm -hmm. i got introduced to like a bible study and the pastor had gave me a a bible um and i remember one of the first lessons he talked about was like how important it is for women to like um be a strong wife for your husband Mm -hmm. and um and you are yeah thank you love your hair just a little bit you good Okay, it was falling in your face. Mm -hmm. No worries. Um, So, yeah, so I remember telling him that, and he was just like, okay, like, yeah, whatever. Well, you know, you're practicing your Mm -hmm. Lent, so, like, do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as I was practicing, we technically weren't, like, together. Wait, so you said that he said that you were practicing. Oh, your boyfriend at the time said that you are practicing your Lent. So, so like, that's – by me doing that to his – in his eyes, it was like, oh, there's her chance to get closer to God. Okay, okay, got you. So, so you go down to the border – so Come your back. whole entire life as a kid, just to kind of summarize. Yeah. So your whole entire life as a kid, y- your parents would take you to church and tell you all about Lent. Y'all would do the Ash thing. They would pull you out of school, but you would give up stuff at the time. What age were you around that time? Did you start like at what age did you transition from like candy and I guess what junk food? I don't. Was it candy? What else was it? Like, um, I would give up meat. Meat. What um, kind of meat? Red meat. Red meat. Red so meat. chicken was cool. Chicken was cool. Okay. Um, fish was good. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was like red meat. I did that for like a few years or like. And then, until what age did you like shift it to, uh, like doing acts of service? I guess like acts of service, alcohol. Um, it wasn't whatever. until I lived on my own. Okay, so that whole entire time though, it wasn't nothing. Never something serious. Okay, no. so then, and then you're. Can I say your age? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So you're 20. Just making sure. You're 28 now. So two years ago prior to that, to 26. so when you're about 26 years old, you go down to the border, you meet a pastor mm-hmm. who gives you a book. And at the time, ironically, you were wanting to get close to God. Yeah. And then you get back from the border to Houston and now you're with your boyfriend because yeah, you're, at a, honestly, you're at a job site. Honestly, yeah, I was I was down. He wasn't with you. Yeah, no, 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 no. It okay. was just me. Um, but even he wasn't even my boyfriend at the time. Actually, now that I think about it, he was just like we were in a situation ship, like I right. discussed. Last well, like one. yeah, we're. Um, yeah, I guess but uh, yeah, and it and it just wasn't like a, a a big deal to him, and he was just like, well, so you're, he you're told he he mentioned at that time that well, since you've been wanting to get closer to God, here's your opportunity to. Not so much in those words. It was more like, well, she does this. Because I, I did it every year. Okay. And it was like, he knew that was my custom to okay. doing it. Gotcha. And so in his eyes, it was like, well, she wants to grow closer. So this is how she's doing it. That's the way that she's doing it. It wasn't like he was telling me, like, do it. Yeah. It was just like, well, this is what she does. But yeah, um, I I practiced. or Yeah, well, I observed it. And I practiced it. I observed it and um this you was observed like went. yeah mm-hmm. and uh this was like the first year that i gave up all social media because so, like i said social media really consumed my life like i was on it. i would wake up on it and then it was like on it every it was opening the same app every freaking two minutes and i'm just right. like this is and then 
I would do the filters and the filters that would like change my face and like, you know, make me what Instagram pretty, right? Which like, you don't need. Yes, thanks. Um, see, now, I, now knowing that back then, mm -hmm. I was just like, well, look at these cool filters, you know, yeah. like we all look basically the same. Right. Um, and it's new, so you just play around. Yeah, with... you play with it. You play with the different, like the, the dog filter that everybody loved, a little crown. Um, yeah, so uh, I, that was the year that I really, I was going through a lot of different things too. I, I think these past two, three years, I've, not just like in my personal life, but like within my career, with it was a lot. I, I've really been challenged. Like my faith has really been challenged. Um, and so I remember it was time for me to get back on social media on Easter. And like years before, that morning of Easter, oh, first thing I did was log on to social media and I'm posting, I'm doing all this. That year was a little bit different in that I didn't, I was like going back and forth. I remember waking up and I'm just like, dang, do I really want to get back on? Like I kind of like not having people in my business. Um, and and I was, I was really going through a lot too. So I was just like, like, do I really need it? Was fighting about it all day. And then the next day after, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and go down. Because a friend of mine had texted me. She was like, hey, it's Easter. Like, your Lent is over. Like, get back on social media. There's memes that I've been sending you. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I logged back in, was on it. And then I remember the first time I used one of those filters, I looked at it. And I was like, what have I been doing? Like, I was like, this looks so weird. Like, it doesn't even look like me. And I was looking back at old pictures of like pictures that I had saved with the filters. And I was just like, what was I thinking? Like, did I really think this was cute? Did I really like, like this? Um, but in that time that I was away, I learned to like partially learn my love myself and like learn my love, my own attributes, my facial attributes, all that. Um, during that time and during that time. Yeah. So okay. for a while I didn't use filters, but then I got back into drinking. I got back into smoking. I got back into the things that I was doing, being around friends that weren't the best influential friends. Right. Um, and I went back to my old ways. Right. Right. And then um, come this last one, last year, Lent, was actually very interesting because when I got off of it, again, I gave up all social media. Mm -hmm. What I usually do is I'll log out and I'll delete the app so I'm not tempted to going in and clicking it and doing all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I got back on, or no, when I left, that was when all that stuff was happening with like me losing my job. Um, and then shortly after that was my car. And then shortly after that, I met you. Right. So, um, and I, I always think about it too because I wasn't going to observe Lent. Can you mm -hmm. tell me? Yes. Okay. I wasn't going to observe Lent, but something told me like, just go ahead and do it. Like you need some time off. Like you, you remember how you felt when you gave it up and you came back, like, just remember how refreshed you felt, how you didn't feel like the pressures of social media. You didn't feel the pressures of like having to, to always be around your friends. Like you could actually, cause that, that was one thing was like, I would post something and my friends would be like, hit me up and be like, Hey, let's go to the bar. Let's go do this. Right. And then we'd go into text. Um, and I noticed, I always notice when I'm off of social media, my friends text me less, um, and I'm less tempted to going out to bars and I'm less tempted to going out just in general. 
Um, so I gave it up. And it really didn't go out that much, honestly, during that time. Um, but I always think about it, about how, like, if I didn't give up social media in that time frame, I feel like it really would have, I, like, I wonder where me and you would have been because we were following each other on social media at that time, mm-hmm. but we weren't, like, active. Like, we didn't have any type of conversation or anything like that. Had I stayed on, I probably would have, and you wouldn't have liked who I was back then. And I, and knowing where you were around that time, like, it could have really shifted how we are now, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, not shifted it, but, like, like, I don't really know what would have happened because if I stayed on... I would have I would have communicated with you, but but the things that I was doing, like I didn't like who I was. Yeah, it was the worst forty days of my life. <laughs> no, when we stopped talking, no. No, because we didn't talk until after I got back. Oh, okay, I yeah. thought no, we didn't talk until you got back. Mm-hmm. Still the worst forty days of my life. <laughs> Could have saved me forty days earlier, Abs. Sorry, love. <clears throat> okay, so you learned this last time that you did it. So last year, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes right. last year you did it. You learned what you take from it that you've never taken from before. You said that you learned you, you wouldn't have gone out more. Or I learned at how really toxic and influential social media was to my going out life. Okay. Um, in terms that okay. my friends really wouldn't hit me up until after they seen my posts messaged me on instagram and then we would go into a text message afterwards without social media i didn't really have anybody texting me to go out or nothing it was more of like like i was like well you know it is really like even nowadays people don't really reach out to you through the text message it's all all on social media at least that's how it was for me um i mean i had like my close friends that would reach out to me like through text but like they don't even live in the same city that i do right um so, uh, but yeah, I, I like, I really stepped back, realized, and then on top of that, I realized I wasn't happy in where I was at my job, and then coincidentally, I no longer had that job, and then I was like, it was really like a turning point of what am I doing, and like self-observing, right? So then right. when after I got back, and all, well, after like Easter had happened, and then all my friends were like, oh, your Lent's done, like your thing is done now, like let's go and do something, da 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 and they would like make jokes like, oh, he has risen, so let's take a shot for him. You know, like they would say things like this. And I was just like, I, I, I fell back into that. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after um, was when the situation with my car happened. Right. And then, toodaloo, my beautiful husband, I met him. So those that keep hearing the word Lent, it is the 40-day period is called Lent after an old English word meaning lengthen. Uh, Lent is a period of 40 days during which many Christians, well, well, uh, I'm just reading, this is is just bbc.co.uk. So don't, it's just giving you the site of what it is. Don't take this for full uh, fullness. But Lent is a period of four days during which many remember the events leading up to the, including the death, up to and including the death of Jesus Christ, whose life and teachings are the foundation of, again, just says Christianity. Um, so it's so funny that the whole entire time right now that you mentioned that, we started off with saying that it was about 40 days of Jesus Christ. And 
nowhere in that and this isn't to like your past but nowhere in that did it did I magnify god mm -hmm. nowhere in that did it lead to god granted it also was because of your upbringing because your upbringing had no magnification on well the reason why that you're doing this is because it's xyz because of god mm -hmm. or to grow your relationship with god or to because you're picking something out that is numbing you and blocking you from your relationship with god it's just this is real this is this is kind of what we do with our church this is what we do with being a, this is what us catholics do if you're a devoted catholic this is what you need to do this is what you need okay these are your that's roles. what you heard these are your roles these, these are, are your roles laws okay as a devoted catholic so that's why i'm trying to get it in because it's, it's it's i, I say it like i know you can hear it in my tone i say it loosely <laughs> yeah very sensitively because you weren't taught that yet here you are doing this every single year and it's for you and it's because of your looks it's because of you you me mm -hmm. me 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 and and that's that's fine because now you're starting i mean we are starting to realize okay what is lent where what does, is ash where wednesday does, where does jesus fall into this where does jesus fall into this? what where are does, these titles what, mean what why are they given this what is the significance to it yeah no what's the purpose of it and see all these questions that i had as a child growing mm -hmm. up being in catechism and just coming home to my parents I was never explained. It was just like, this is what we do. We're Catholics. Like, this is what we have to do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and granted, you know, sometimes the teachers that I would go to in catechism would explain some things, but it, it's like, it's to their understanding, you know? Yeah. And some things would make sense, but then some things would be like, well, like, show it to me. Like, where is it? Mm -hmm. Is it just because these are what the Pope says? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is because of what the Pope says. And I'm just like, well, like... Yeah. where where is jesus in this so it's like this year it's a little different because like i'm not going to be going to get my ashes but i still will be fasting but now i know of yes i'm i i, I know what i'm i'm going to technically be giving up i know what i'm going to be, be doing in acts of service um but really it's like where does jesus fall in that and how can I make myself look more like him as I am doing this? So it's no longer about me. It's more about how, where does he fall into place with this? And right. see, that was something that, like, I'm 28, you know? Like, I'm barely learning that in my 28th year. Yeah. Um, it, and I've been doing it for, what, 18 years? Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds like a no, long, that sounds, yeah. it's a long time. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just. But think like, about how many people who are, who are older than us by half of our age more or two times our age more who still follow this and don't know why and i'm not right now i'm not when we speak about this we're i'm not saying one i urge you to do your own research is one especially if you're in a catholic church or if you're in a non-denominational church or if you're in a baptist church or whatever it is that you're in if you don't claim anything just do your research on this and anything that we talk about go do your own research don't take it as above all be all type of thing but we're going to try to help you out with and i appreciate you being vulnerable about it because it's not very easy to talk about your upbringing and it is no knock to your mom it's no knock to your dad it's no knock to anybody around you you're now because that doesn't matter right we, we forgive them 
We, 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 it doesn't matter. Even to my parents, I never grew up in that. I, I didn't know what the ashes on people's foreheads were and neither did my parents explain it. All they told me was, is that's what Catholics do. Immediately I put up a guard because y'all like into no offense and I don't mean any offense as a child I look and I say y'all look weird yeah. walking with ashes oh, on yeah. your forehead I get picked on it's a it's a it. straight symbolism on your forehead you know and and all my parents are telling me is that oh I don't know that's just what Catholics do that's a Catholic thing mm -hmm. stay away from the Catholics yeah vice versa probably the same thing with Catholics Catholics see that we're not having an ash on our forehead therefore is a symbol symbolization that Y'all aren't participating in, in Ash Wednesday. Y'all aren't participating in Lent. You must not have a relationship with the Lord. Yes, yep. you must not. Right. So if you see the twofold on it, as far as like from the Catholic view and then from the not in the Catholic view, and then some people may be asking, well, what's the difference between Catholicism and quote unquote Christianity? And there is no difference. And there is. But there is a lot of differences, don't get me wrong. But they both believe in Jesus Christ and that sin. It's the way that they practice, to my knowledge, it's the way that they practice their worshiping to Jesus and their following with Jesus. Like Catholics do Lent. Christians, meaning not in the Catholic Church, Christians who still follow Jesus don't do Lent. They don't, they'll fast, they don't it. but they don't observe it. So you may be asking to those who either are Catholic, and this is the first time you're hearing it, and to those that are Christians, well, who's right? What's right? And that's what we come to the root of the matter. Who, what, what religion is right? Well, neither one. Neither one is right. Religion isn't right in general. Religion is not right. See, because there's a separation. So how can y'all, how can two, what they're called is denominations. So what a denomination is, is like Catholicism, uh, Judaism, uh, Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, Pentecostal, Seventh-day Evangelist, or whatever it is, um, Christians, non-denominational. Those are denominations, okay? All that sounds like you're becoming a part of a team. You're becoming a, a part system. of an organization. Yeah, you're becoming a part of a system. When Jesus told the disciples to follow me, and Paul told us, so those of you that don't know the Apostle Paul, Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. It's a lot of the New Testament. So, not to get too much into the New Testament, but so Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus, as Jesus told me to follow him. So, we're not being told to follow Catholic Church. We're not being told to follow Christianity. Who we're being told to follow is Jesus Christ. So why is it that us being at 28 years old, coming to this realization of why are we, why were we told you're a Christian? Why were we told, for me, you're a Christian? Why were you told you're a Catholic? I always had these arguments growing up about, you know, about Christianity. And I'm sure you had your debates mm -hmm. and your arguments and your questions about what Catholic Catholicism was. Who we can't have a debate about is Jesus. Tell me who Jesus is. Talk to me about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Jesus is? Who's Jesus to you? What did he do for you? What did he do here? Who is he? Jesus is acknowledged by Muslims too as a prophet, one of the major, most important prophets of our time in the world. So Muslims acknowledge him. 
Jewish people acknowledge him. Gentiles, meaning non-Jewish or non-Jewish well, non people, which are Gentiles, which is who you are. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Everybody's a Gentile who's not a Jew. We are all, we all believe in, you know, it's an acknowledgement of who Jesus Christ was. He was here on this earth. There's record of it, multiple religions, you know, um, back that fact up. But my whole thing is, is that as we get into this conversation about what is Ash Wednesday, what is Lent, and what is fasting, as we said in the beginning, it's about Jesus Christ is right after Jesus Christ got baptized. You can go read it in Matthew. So Jesus Christ gets baptized. And when he got baptized by John the Baptist, which was his cousin, he got baptized and it says, you know, the clouds open up and you heard God's voice. And it says, this is my son who I'm very well pleased. After he got baptized, he goes into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. And I'll give you the exact scripture. This is just off the dome, so I don't want to mislead anybody. So Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And let me give you the New King James Version. That way we don't get too far off. Okay. So Satan tempts Jesus is the title. So for those of you that don't know, the Bible... I'm not going to get too far into that. The title is Satan tempts Jesus. So starting with chapter four, verse one, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he fast, when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Now I want to pause there. Because you have to break this down. When you read these things, one, I urge you, my wife and I do it. I urge you that before you read, pray. Pray that the Spirit speaks to you spirit to spirit. You know, I'm not saying this is exactly what you have to do, but this is just what I do and this is what we do. We just, Lord, Father, speak to me spirit to spirit. Let my flesh be gone. I don't want to think. Reveal to me what needs to be revealed and protect my mind because your thoughts are going to kind of go everywhere like i don't know if you've ever tried praying before but your thoughts like when you go to pray sometimes you just get in left field especially if you're praying quiet in your head for me when i pray in my head my thoughts just go and then by the time i know it i'm asleep but when i pray out loud when i pray out loud I, i'm able to kind of i still have to take a breath sometimes pause let it gather up and then feel that connection and then go so when it comes to this fasting, right? Because we're, we're just going to speak solely right now on fasting. And then I guess we can kind of circle back to the Lent and Ash Wednesday. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to fasting, because this is about Jesus. Again, this is not about Catholicism. This isn't about Christianity. With This isn't about nothing. But we're just talking about Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Okay. So it says that he had... <clears throat> Sorry, that Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Okay, understand that if and when you are fasting, you are going to be tempted. Were you tempted? Oh, yeah. Or you, what was your thought process while you were giving up like, while you were giving up like, uh, let's say social media, 
was there ever a temptation to get off because you had done it before right you had you had done lint before on giving up social media and it was for a reason right you mm -hmm. felt that you said that you felt that you couldn't get off of it every two minutes mm -hmm. you know every two minutes you were just like checking and checking and on it and on it and then it was messing with your physical attributes and making you think that you weren't as beautiful as you are and then all these other things right so you felt okay something in you was telling you that hey i think i need a break from this mm -hmm. this is kind of becoming too much of my life mm -hmm. right I'm becoming dependent on it okay so I'm depending on this. So let me, through through Lent, through Ash Wednesday, you did this fast for so, 40 so days. Yeah. So Ash Wednesday is just the mark of it. That's the start of it. So the that's start. when then you go. Um, that's when that's you're supposed to. It's 40 days prior to. Is it no, 40 Ash... days prior to the resurrection of Jesus Christ on that Easter Sunday, or when is the 40 days start? The 40 like... days starts on that that Ash Wednesday. So whatever. It, it's whenever wherever Easter is that you do that forty days back, right? Um, but it, not counting that Sundays. So, not counting so Sundays. It's, I think it's like forty six or forty eight. Yeah, forty six. I think is what the total is because you're not okay. counting those Sundays. The Sundays. I think there's six Sundays in it. Okay. Um. So it's and whatever year it is, because mm -hmm. it's not going to be on Valentine's next year. No, no, so, it's always on a different day. Right. So yeah. it's going to be yo however forty six if it's six Sundays that mm -hmm. it's in it because you don't count the Sunday so you go forty six. Uh, from days from Easter. the day of Easter, which is we celebrate Easter because it's the resurrection. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we can get into that later no, on yeah. on what the resurrection of Jesus Christ means and why Jesus is is above See, all. But then you have that Holy Week, so you have Palm Sunday. Which Holy is Week is what the week before Easter. So that Sunday that Easter is that week before. Right. That's Holy Week. Right. Um. And it's funny because if you work retail, I've worked retail for a long time. Um, they, you know, Holy Week is like where there's a lot of people that come in, especially from Mexico. Because I remember working retail, I'd be like, oh, people from Mexico are going to be coming in, and a lot of Mexicans are Catholic, Catholic. Um, and they they really do. They come um, they come into town and they will throw bread on stuff. But it was like you knew what Holy Week was. It meant something different in retail. But I always think about that because I'm just like. Like, they really took something that was supposed to be sacred and made it into a money thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, and we, we can get into that without getting too far off. Yeah. I just I just want to kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. get into this, that, um, so, so that you, you're going to be tempted. Yes. Yeah. You, you're going to oh, get tempted. I, when, I, my, when I first gave up social media, I was so sad. Mm -hmm. I was just, I was unpleasant to be around. Um, I was angry more. I was bored. I felt like I literally had just like like i didn't know what to do with myself because it had consumed so much yeah. that i'm just like lost what am yourself I, yeah what am oh. i supposed to do right. and then i started going outside more i started working out more um i started just doing things you know um, but see then you get tempted right the temptation comes in right. and i've smoked weed for a long time yeah and um when i gave up social media i noticed i was still smoking but man i was smoking so much more because i had nothing to do like mm -hmm. I have nothing to do, so might as well just smoke a blunt. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it wasn't until as I started doing that and giving that up more that I was like, "Wow, I'm actually now that I'm doing this now. Okay, I'm smoking more weed or, or, or I'm drinking more yeah. now. Maybe I should decrease that. You know. Yeah. So it was like a lot of things were coming to realization. And it was like when I first started, I was so naive and just yeah. like 
the tempting worked in different areas, not right. so much social media because, like I said, I would log off and delete the app because yeah. I knew how I was. Right. And, right. Um, right. Out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I would still, it's like muscle memory. I would grab my phone right. and like look, try to look right. for the app and I'd be like, oh, I deleted it. Right. Um, but yeah, so it was like once, once the devil knew that I had locked myself out of like being tempted to go into social media, it was like, well, let me tempt her into smoking more. Mm. Let me tempt her into drinking more. Mm. Let me tempt her into having more anger. You know, mm-hmm. like it was just little things that I didn't recognize. I, I wouldn't yeah. have recognized that. I was just like, well, it's just it's because I'm I'm pissed because I don't have social media. Yeah. And anyone who's ever tried to give up or ever forever who's trying to fast before um you know those first three days are like the worst like the first week pretty much but like the young and say you tweaking uh, yes yes yeah you tweaking and for real you actually pretty much do tweak you are fasting you are uh having withdrawals because this is something to your just through the lens of you as an example is that you took it upon yourself to look at yourself and know that hmm, this is kind of getting in my way of your life though so what i'm asking of people who are listening right now to do is that if you are going to you know going to observe lint or ash you know going to observe lint and you are going to fast or those who you know are who voted on the instagram poll that said that no, you're not going to do Lent, but you're still going to do the 40 days of fasting or you're still going to fast. This isn't for you. This is something that you have come to realization that this isn't good for you. So you have to beg the, begs the question to ask yourself, why? Why is this bad for me? Why, why am I choosing this? For you, it would be, uh, for, for Abby, it would be that she's on it all the time it's consuming her time she's dependent on it she it's even telling her about her physical attributes maybe causing some insecurity granted of whoever's around her this is between her she if by looking to christ and looking to god for her fasting at that time and now you would realize that your identity in Christ is telling you that you are beautiful and wonderfully made, as it says in Scripture, that you are the glory of a man, that you are that woman is the glory of a man, that you are wisdom, because women in the Bible are known as wisdom, that you are so. Father, how do I become more of a God-fearing woman? Like, how, help me with that. I, this is. This is telling me, like, social media father is telling me that I'm not pretty, that it's trying to give me another filter to make me look prettier. or Just so I can get the attention from people to tell me that I'm pretty. Yeah, you know? and, and get a like, which it's just, it's an hour, day, and age. But to understand that we're being, we shouldn't, it's, it's okay to do filters. It's okay to get likes. It's okay to, if you're, if that's just what you do, it's okay as long as you're not idolizing it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not being come your identity, because your identity should be in Christ of knowing that I am a queen in your case, or I'm a king in the royalty of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and that he loves me and that I don't get my attention and thrive for my attention from uh, social media. I don't need, because God is telling you, because God will tell you in that time. And that's where fasting 
and prayer come into play here in a second. Yeah. Okay. It's through prayer and through fasting. But right now we're just kind of talking about fasting and what, why you, you, what you're choosing to fast and why ask yourself these questions. Maybe you, this is the first time you ever heard, like you've been doing Lent for years and, and observing this, or maybe you've just fasted in general and this is your first time. And one thing too, that while I fasted was when I, my prayers were very much so like, okay, God, let, let these 40 days go by quick. <laughs> let, hey you're being honest and let, i appreciate let, that let them go by quick because i'm sure other people who gave up drinking they probably want that stuff to go by quick oh, yeah and then you get hammered on easter you know yeah um because i've been there right. i've done that you All know right. you make it a joke it's not a joke but um no one thing too that i never did while i fasted was i would pray like man let, let these 40 days go by quick so i can get back to you know the regularly scheduled program um but I put it all on myself. Like it was it was up to me to do it. I never mm. gave it to him God. to help me. That's my beautiful. my prayers were never like giving this to you. Mm-hmm. Um so that like I know I know what I'm I, I know what I'm essentially giving up is for you. It's not for me. Um and I'm giving it to you to help me, you know? I never did that. It was always like, oh, well, I got to put it on myself. I have to delete these apps. I have to let my phone die. I have to, you know, really force myself. It was all about me. Doing everything you can, but giving it. But not giving it to him. To him. Yeah. And right. then, yeah, yeah so, it, so it's like, then, then it would end and it was like, you know, a couple of days would be good. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be good, but then right back into it. But it was right. also who I was surrounding myself with. Because right. they, they would make fun of me. They'd be like, I don't know why you do that. Yeah. Like. What, what, like, why? Why do you do that? It's so, it's so pointless. It's, and if you're being honest, you don't know why you're doing it. I didn't know. You just I, knew you I, were doing it. I would tell them, it's because I'm Catholic, bro. Like, I have to. This, but what this does that is, mean? You know is, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. This is, this mm-hmm. is just what I was taught. This is what I'm being told to do. These are our rules. These are what we have. Yeah. You know? Um, it's like saying, two plus two equals four, which is what I always used to say. My mom, I used to tell my mom, well, because I didn't believe in God and I was very close to be, they used to call me an atheist, with a, which I could not understand. I could not stand that because I was, if anything, I ag- identified as agnostic and even, and I'm just being vulnerable here, but I used to tell her, I need you to make the Bible make sense as two plus two equals four. I can break down one plus one equals two. I can break the other two down. One plus one equals two and that equals four. And I could break it down as simplified as it, as that break down the Bible to me. Mm-hmm. Little did I know the Bible does explain itself just like two plus two equals mm-hmm. four or the most it is. You can literally it, it's just breaking it all down and it all makes sense more. It makes more sense than two plus two equals four. As crazy as that sounds. So for you, what I'm saying is in the relation to what you just said is that you don't know why mm-hmm. you're doing it just cause. So that's be like me. Well, two plus two equals four. What, what, why does that equal four? Well, it just does Cedric. I don't yeah. know. It just does. It's what we've been taught since I was in elementary yeah. school. We all know it. That's what it is. And then same thing with Catholicism. Well, why do you do that? Why, why do you fast? Well, I don't know, Cedric. I just do. Yeah. I, I grew up Catholic or a Catholic. This is just what I do. It's when my parents, I have to be a good daughter. I have to be a good son. I have to obey my parents. If I don't, then I'm sinning. Yeah. Like I got, I, I, it, I got baptized. The, yeah. I did my first communion. I did my confirmation. This is just like the next steps of rules that I have to follow. Yes. So it's like. But what are you following? 
who and set see, these guidelines. And that's the thing, Did too, Jesus say is that? It's like, I never took the time really to sit down and read my Bible. It's like every time I tried, right. um, it was either the relationship that I was in. I was like, well, I'm going to go do something else with him. Or right. my parents, you know, they never really sat down and, and read it to me. Right. The only time I ever opened the Bible, I never really physically opened it. In catechism, it was always there, our teacher that did it for us. Right. And it's like, you have a whole bunch of kids. Like, it was really seen as a daycare, if I'm being all honest. Like, yeah. it, it was seen as a daycare. Probably, it was free yeah. daycare until it wasn't free daycare. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it was just, and it was like now, and now that, like, you know, we've been consistently reading our Bible for a good couple weeks. been a couple weeks. Yeah, a yeah. couple weeks. We've gone, I've gone through, you've gone through about two, three books, and or you're on your third I'm book. I'm on my third book. I've yeah. gone through about a book, and I'm on my second one right now, of truly reading, because what had lit me on fire, to not get too far off, because I want to bring it back to this temptation yeah. thing, but what had led me to it is that I wanted to know where Christianity came from, because, you know, we're coming up with this thing, this um, brand called Death to Religion. And if I'm going to make such an accusation and put it out there and people follow it called death to religion, then I need to know where Christianity came from. I need to know where Catholicism came from. I need to be, if somebody comes to me and says, why is it called death to religion? Don't you think Jesus and God's going to be upset with that? Uh, actually, it's disrespectful to say that. No, I actually, I don't because we looked up today, the word Catholicism isn't even in the Bible. In all the whole entire books of Acts, there's only two places that I had seen where the word Christianity is mentioned. And it's only mentioned when Barnabas and Paul were in Antioch and they were speaking in the synagogue. And it says, all it says is that, and the, disi the disciples were called Christians there in Antioch. That's all it says. It's Acts 11, I think 24. 3 or Acts 11, 24. Give me a second. But even then, that was having Jesus listed in that name. Right. It's Acts, it's Acts 11, 26. And it says, and it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. So. And see what's crazy is. Whenever and it wasn't I, even Paul. It was, Saul. it was actually Saul at the time. Yeah. But go ahead. Whenever I first got, like, I guess, reintroduced to, like, reconnecting with my faith, and I went to that Bible study, the first thing that the pastor asked me was, are you a believer? And I remember saying, well, I'm Catholic. And he's just like, so, so yes? And I'm just like, yeah, like, of course I believe in Jesus Christ. Right. And it really, I was just like, I thought about it. I was like, was that like really my response? Like, it's crazy. Because um, I always had questions about Catholicism. And growing up, we were just like, Christians were always very judgmental. And they were just like, you know, Christians are Christians. You know, stay away from them. Right. Um, but some Catholics do, I, I know a few Catholics who present themselves as Christian, but follow Catholicism. Yeah, I had asked one of the guys at the barbershop. I had asked him. He said, I said, you know, Catholics and Christians are the same. He was like, no, Catholics aren't the same. And mind you, he was, I don't think he knew his religion very much. He said, uh, we believe in, you know, we believe in Mary. We honor, no, we honor Mary. You know, we respect and honor Mary. And mm -hmm. that's the difference. Like, Christians don't do that. 
And I think that's like a, I think that's where you start getting into, but see, here's the whole thing. As we start to talk about that, it's the devil wedging everybody and getting you off of sidetracked off of the main point. And that's Jesus. That's why I can't, I'm not going to get into it because I can feel myself falling into a little rabbit hole (laughs) in my mind and in my spirit. So back to this, it said that, and so again, we're in Matthew 4, 1 through 11 is where it's talking about fasting. Jesus went to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. So in chapter four, verse two, it continues, it says, and when, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now, like I said, when you read the word before, after you pray, read it slowly, take your time. Don't rush past it. It don't matter if you read five chapters in a day. It don't matter if you read the whole Bible in a day. It don't matter if you read just one verse or one sentence. If you know that whole verse and you know that whole entire sentence and you understand what that means because you feel the connection, that's more than reading the entire Bible. You've done your you've done your reading, but continue to read if that's if you're not too you know too tired because your spirit's gonna get kind of drained from reading so much, man. It's literally like spiritual exercise. Yeah, we'll have to take a fat nap after we're done. Mm-hmm. And so it says that. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights after he was hung- afterwards, he was hungry. Boy, 40 days. Think about that. Like, I love when I read, like, I think, all right, I'm Jesus. I just got baptized by John. Boom, come out. God spoke out, said, well, well done, my good and faithful. You know, this is my son who I'm, where- sorry, it says, this is my son who I'm very well pleased. Goes into the wilderness knowing he's going to get tempted by Satan. So, Boom, this is where this dude's at. 40 days, 40 nights fasting, dude. That communion, that that intimacy that he's having with God, straight leaning on God this entire time. This man afterwards was hungry, was hungry. And it says now, on going on uh, Matthew 4, verse 3, now when the tempter came to him, him being Jesus, so when the tempter being Satan being the devil came to him. He said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. I'm going to pause that real quick because when, if you're trying to give up something that you've acknowledged, that is not good for you. The devil is going to come and tempt you. Maybe not in the beginning, maybe not midway, but when you're getting to the point of like, he comes to he came to Jesus not during the time. He came to him after the 40 days and 40 nights. Look at how weak that dude is. He's trying to get him at his lowest when he's hungry. When you you have nothing else to think about, he's going to come and try to attack you. If you're giving up pornography, if you're giving up masturbation, if you're trying to go celibate, if you're giving up alcohol, if you're giving up any any vice, anger, um, cussing, whatever it is that you've deemed that's like soda, whatever it is that you've deemed that's not good for you, that temptation is going to come into you whenever you're the weakest. But know that you're already, you're there almost at a breakthrough. That's why he's coming to you. He's going to try to leave it to you to fail, right, at first, just through pure habit. But once you get past those habitual stages in your fasting, that's when he's going to come and try to really tempt you. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because it's like literally I would be good a couple of days after. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
I was done with Lent, right? Yeah. And then it would come hard, like yeah. a few days after. It would come hard, and I'm I'm drinking hard. I'm mm-hmm. smoking a lot more. I'm right. active on social media more than ever. Right. And it's remember like, that part right there, because I have another verse in Matthew. The book of Matthew is beautiful, mm-hmm. but I have another verse that relates just to that. I'm almost done, but we're gonna go right into that. So, and this is what the devil does, guys. And this is why you have to know scripture. And I, I hate to, I know I sound very like passionate when I talk about that, but you have got to know scripture because it says that if you are the son of God, Jesus is not the son of God. He is the only begotten son. Jesus, uh, the, Satan is a liar. He's saying, if you're the son of God, command that these stones be turned, become bread. One, you're trying to tell Jesus what to do, which you can't. And two, you're calling him the son of God. Aren't you the son of God? No, I'm not the son of God. I'm the only begotten son of God. He's the only son God has ever had. That's what makes it him pure is because he's God's blood is running through Jesus Christ. That, But if you don't slow down and if you don't know your word and if you're not reading your word, you don't catch these things that are, it's called the meat of the word. You don't catch it. You just think that, oh, if you're the son of God, command these things to start command that these things stones become bread it is you overlook it but it says that in four it says but he answered he being jesus answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone Mm -hmm. but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god and this is where fasting comes into play. You could take bread in the sense of social media. You could take bread in the sense of any vice that I could mention right now that you're deciding to take out. You're, you don't have to live on that. We've been conditioned to live on these things. We don't need that. All we need is the ever-living word of God because it's a reminder. It's, 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 it's something you feed on. Um, the word is actually you do get fed spiritually. And that's what Jesus means by it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, every word, not just some of the words, every word that lives and that proceeds from the mouth of God. And going into, so I'm going to pause there. So going into what you were just talking about. So you said that when you had stopped fasting, right and your 40 days was up not only did he come and tempt you but once you went back into doing what you were doing you fell harder harder. Mm -hmm. all right i'm gonna read this from the new king james version again and by the way when we talk about versions and i and i'm i'm just gonna quickly go over this i hear i used to say this all the time whenever i was trying to learn about religion the Bible has so many different versions. It's been diluted. It's been, it's been, you know, distorted. It's been all these things. Why is there this version? Why is there that version? Why isn't there just one Bible? Okay. Good question. It is a good question. Now I know the reason why. So you have King James being the, the Old Testament was in Hebrew. Some of it was in Aramaic. Okay. Old Testament. Old Testament. I'm not going to get too far into it. I can explain that on another show. Just trying to explain the versions real quick. So New Testament is was written in Greek originally. So we have the two originals. Okay, so just talking about the New Testament, it was originally written in Greek. King James 
translated it from Greek into English. Then you have the New King James Version. So King James, a lot of you have heard it. It's thy, thou, shalt, ye, all that stuff. Yay. Okay. So that's King James. And a lot of people are like, well, how the heck am I supposed to? And I used to say that. How am I supposed to understand which King James is so good, though? It is. It's my favorite. I, I prefer to read that one. It's so good. So you have the King James, and it's as close as you're going to get to the original Greek text. Now they have these things, like I said, not to get too far off, they have these things called concordance. A concordance is basically a translation, you could say, of English words into Greek words. So whatever English word that they have in the King James Version, you can go find it, the root word of it in Greek, and get to the root of the definition. Okay, back to the version. So King James, you have the New King James Version. New King James Version is a different version of the King James and all that is is taking out the thy, yay, shout, all that, and replacing it with I, they, them, you. So it's an it's as close as you're gonna get to not doing all the thy, thou, they stuff, and still have as close as you can get to the original King James translation. Now, a lot of you may be asking, because then they have like New International Version, Amplified Version, NASB Version. They have all these different versions, <laughs> right? So you're like, well, which one's for me? Let me explain it to you. You have the word um, reiterate. If I were to tell you reiterate that for me, let me reiterate that. How many of us know what the word reiterate means unless you were taught that? Well, if I told you that reiterate is like King James, and then I told you, well, repeat that for me. But let's say you're new to English and you don't know what repeat means. Well, if I told you, tell me that again or say that one more time. See what I'm saying? There's different ways of saying it, but it's still meaning the same thing. It's just not as, I wouldn't say it's as strong, close but. Close to the text. Right. Close to the original text. Right. So when you're talking about versions, do not let that keep you from Jesus Christ or eternal life or growing with the Father. Because. If you need to, man, message me and I'll be able to help you. I've read the NASB. I've read the NIV. I've read the N NKJV, uh, the King James Version. I've read them. I wouldn't say I haven't read them all, but I've read those versions before and I'll be able to help you. Um, guide you to which one kind of helps out the best to your liking. But And there's no shame in like sitting down. Like if you read a sentence and you don't understand it, like Google what the meanings of the yeah. words are. Like that's what I do because I read the King James Version and I'm just like, wait, what does that mean? Yeah, because they use words that are a little bit yeah. different, right? So um, so I'm reading out of the New King James Version, right? And then I'm just going to, before I go back into it again. So Abby had said that when she got done with her 40 days and uh, 40 days of fasting, that day of Easter, you know, she, the devil comes in. She goes worse. She goes deeper in to her vices than she had before. Here we go. Matthew 12, 45, it talks about unclean spirits returning. Okay. So actually, we're going to go with Matthew 12. So Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. Thanks for bearing with me. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, and it's not just meaning a man, it's meaning a person. Okay. When an unclean spirit goes out of a person, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. All right. So what are we talking about? We're talking about an unclean spirit. Is it safe to say, Abby? that you had an unclean spirit of insecurity, an unclean spirit of doubt, an unclean spirit of 
um, dependency and unclean spirit of those things in oh, you? Oh, for sure. Okay, for right. For sure. And we all go through it. I fasted as well. Like, and that's what you're probably doing. What you got to realize is that you're dealing with an unclean spirit. And that is why you're choosing to give it up. It's, it's, it's not just if you're going to fast. It's not just... But it's also recognizing that you have that. Yeah, 100%. Um, now, I'm not saying that's what Jesus had. and That's why he went to no, go fast yeah. at all. But what I'm saying is, is that this is solely into the reason as to why you went more deeper into the drinking, the smoking after you had finished fasting. Okay. It says that. So when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then the unclean spirit says, I will return to my house from which I came. So came back to me. He comes back to you. <laughs> right. So he goes out, can't find nothing. He's like, well, I'll return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. 40 days of fasting, you are going to have an empty, swept, and put in order mm -hmm. home. And, and, and when I say home, I mean in your spirit because you have casted that thing out. And guess what you didn't replace it with? You didn't replace it with the word of God. Mm -hmm. I replaced it with people that were not good influences to me. I replaced it with that back relationship that I was in back to insecurity. Nothing in my everyday life that I did besides deleting apps and besides changing a few things that I put myself through that I made sure that I had to do. Not that I didn't give anything to him. It was all on me. Yeah. Nothing in my environment changed. Nothing in my emotional, mental, nothing changed to where it magnified him. Not only, yeah. Nothing in your spirit changed. Mm -hmm. No. It was all external. Mm -hmm. It was nothing internal. Mm -hmm. Right. There was no understanding to it. There was no understanding at the time. Otherwise, you probably would have. Mm -hmm. Right. So this this unclean spirit, <laughs> when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. So he goes, so on 45, <laughs> verse 45 says, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. So not only, so like, y'all got to think about this. If you're able to cast out a spirit, if you're able to cast out something, it means that that spirit in the devil's world, he couldn't, he couldn't hack it. He's not strong enough. But the devil's not going to send his strongest spirit to you. He's got other people he needs to send his strongest spirits to. So he's going to go ahead and he, he's going to try to plant you with this one spirit is what he's going to try to do. But whenever you defeat that and you cast it out in Jesus's name or unknowingly are trying to cast it out. And that's scary because if you unknowingly are trying to cast it out, you don't know what's about to happen, which is in scripture, what Jesus says. So he goes that one that you cast it out. Yeah, he didn't. He did his job for as long as he could, I guess, for that whole entire year until you do Lent again or uh or if you don't do observe Lent, then, you know, until the day that you decide to cast something out. Okay, so you don't replace that. It says that that spirit goes and gets seven more other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. So they come back and they enter into you and they dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. 
ironically, because before we brought this up, you had said that, that you were drinking even more. You were doing things even more. It was worse than before. I mean, it, the God is literally, Jesus Christ is literally putting you on game as to why. Like I said earlier, when two plus two equals four, you can figure it out more even in depth than that equation. You could start saying, oh, well, no wonder. No wonder why I felt more hard. I never understood. I thought it was just that, you know, when I stopped giving it up, that I gave it up and for 40 days. And when it came back to the end of that 40 days, that because I had gave that up and I started doing other things, that that's why. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not why you went that farther into it when you gave, when the 40 days was up. It's because you never replaced that with nothing. You didn't put, replace that in the sense of with Jesus Christ. And it was never a good start, yeah. even from the beginning. Um, so, yeah, it was never a good start from the beginning. So when you think about that, if you're just giving it up for 40 days, well, and it's coming back to you, well, the, the you can't fool the enemy. The enemy knows you're doing that. So you got to be on guard of like, am I giving this up because this is how I'm going to continue my lifestyle? Or am I giving this up because I'm participating in this, which they don't understand if they're not lacing you up. And I'm not saying that your church is not. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is to ask yourself, like through what you've learned, I guess, or what I'm we're talking about here after you've done your research on what I'm talking about or what we are talking about is that are you going to replace this with Jesus? And if you're not, he's telling you, you're going to be in a worse state that you were. You're better off. Here's how crazy it is. You're better off. You're better off not participating. You're better off staying the way that you are because it says that you're going to be in a worse state that you are, unless you're going to truly give it up. If you're not, if you're not going to give it up, sorry, if you're not going to give it up fully, because think about that. You got to ask yourself, why am I choosing this to give it up? Have that communion. Take that opportunity to have a communion with God. God, why are you placing this on my heart? Because you've searched your heart. You've searched your heart. It's revealed to you. This is not working for you right now to, to whatever in your life. So then talk to the Father and say, Father, do you want this gone forever? And I replace this with you? And I replace this with honoring you and looking for you? And you're now... My, um, I use myself in this example. Uh, I have a cap. I drink caffeine a lot. I wake up. I want caffeine. I, I get, I just, I love caffeine. It doesn't really do much for me though. Cause I have to have a lot of it. So then it begs a question. Although yes, outside of Lent, although I'm not in Lent, am I looking at caffeine to give me my energy throughout the day because I'm not getting to sleep early because I'm not doing certain things correctly? Is it that I should just drink less caffeine or more, should I drink, sorry, should I drink more caffeine or should, is it because I'm not leaning on God for my energy? Am I not leaning on God for my day? Like what is And I kind of want to touch on that. It's like, I'm not saying the social media is all the way back because you use social media for uh, for, for your podcast. You use it for everything. You use it to spread his word. You're trying to put what can be very toxic. You're trying to put some good into it. It's the way we go about using things. 
So it's like, yeah, social media is not bad, but when it's consuming you fully and you're taking, it's taking too much time away from when you're you. Idolizing it. Yes, and and it's now become part of you, and you can't live without it. Then yes, it is a problem. You know what I'm trying to get this out of, and I don't mean to cut you off. What I'm trying to get this out of is that this is outside of. This should be a thing outside of religion. Now, outside of Catholicism, you don't have to fast just in Lent. You need to fast because of your communion and your relationship with Christ and God. Yes, it's it. You can fast. You you could do. You, go ahead, do your 40 days, you know? Yes. Don't call yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to yeah, tell yeah. them not to. No, do your 40 days, right? And then once your 40 days are over and you've self-evaluated, you've done, you've read your word, you've you've journaled, you've done whatever it is to that magnifies God in that fasting, you know, like for me, for instance, yes, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be doing the 40 days, right? And I will probably go back onto social media, but it's what I'm doing on social media. Am I spending a lot of time on it again if I catch myself like it's knowing that I can catch myself if I'm overusing it or and I know for some of the ladies because I have been there where and I, for even some of the men where whether it's relationship friend you um, you rabbit hole into other people's profiles and you're snooping and you're doing all of this and you've just wasted two hours of your life snooping on somebody it's like, mm-hmm. you need to realize that's a problem. It's not cute. As much as these songs like to say that it's cute and this culture of, like, creeping and snooping is cute, it's not. It's bad for your soul. It's bad for your spirit. And that that was one thing that I was doing. I was like, dang, this is this is a lot. Sorry. This, this is this is consuming me. It's it's feeding my insecurity. It's feeding that, that, that spirit, that negative spirit that I have inside of me. But see, the thing was, like like I said, I wasn't feeding it with anything that had to do with Jesus. It was like, it was just about me. Um, and then it hit yeah. me harder. So it's like, like for caffeine, for instance, yes, like we, we still drink caffeine, right? But yeah. what we're doing now is instead of just waking up and drinking it first thing in the morning and doing all that stuff, we're reading our Bible. We're reading our scripture. We're reading our devotional. We're doing things and you know we're drinking water on top of it like it's it's how you go about doing these things it's recognizing these things it's recognizing the negativity it's recognizing the positivity and it's recognizing where jesus falls into this and where you look more like him when you're doing this and when you're using these things like say if you want to um give up drinking right you want to fast from drinking like you are catholic and you want to fast from drinking during lent right and you know you give that up that that's something that you do or you Mm -hmm. decrease your drinking whatever it is but come easter you're going to the family event you're going to the carne asada and you know your theos are going to come and have all these drinks like okay so and this year instead of doing that you don't have to go to this party you don't have to drink on easter you know like if you know that's a big problem like, like, because drinking already is it's just not good for you. What so, I challenge, what I would urge you to do, and this is what I talk to you about, because me being, one, me being your husband, also me being your friend, I have to be sensitive to the upbringing you had, and I have to be sensitive to 
I have to be patient with you and I have to give you your time. Yeah. Okay. This conversation never went like this before <laughs> this it, and, it, and it hadn't, but I will say I had talked to you about it and I said that how about instead of giving up something, cause guys, we got to remember, you got to remember if you're going to go back to it, the scripture that I just read now, and I get what you're saying about social media and I, and I get it. Like if you get a bit, a little bit less than, but just work with me here is that the scripture I just read said that seven more are going to come back even worse than the one that you just sent out. Okay. So literally willingly giving something out that you know is going to come back in according to scripture, you're just basically by you giving up something, knowing you're going to go back to it. You're basically saying that you're willingly letting seven more worse than that one before come back to you work with me on this. So what I had asked Abby one time, which kind of came after some heat of a conversation of a discussion that we had was that how about we give up one thing for life? If I know this is your upbringing, I know this is your upbringing. How about we give up one small thing each year for life though, for life, like this is just about fasting. If, if you're coming to a position, and this is my whole point when it comes to fasting is like, if you're coming into a position where something is to God is telling you, this isn't good for you. Get this out of your life. Now I'm not saying like we live in a technological, technological world. You need updates from social media because of the, the job line, the work line that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. The work line I'm in, I'm trying to better the social media world and not make it so toxic so okay maybe we can't give that up but to a day-to-day basis maybe we can monitor it a little bit better yeah maybe we can watch it a little bit better Mm -hmm. okay but instead of fully giving it up right so how about instead when it comes to this fasting that we choose some that what not we i watch my stuff that god's putting it on you to give up something that's not good for you like we've talked about it. And I'm not saying that I'm going to participate in the sense of doing it for 40 days, but there has been a thought ringing on me of saying, maybe I should give up something for life though, because it's not good for me. And it's not so much that you have to give up because some of you may be like, well, I don't do anything bad. Like I don't drink, I don't smoke. Like you know, like, like what, what, like, I don't, I don't feel the need, you know, I've, I'm doing, I'm being obedient in terms of like, I don't do that stuff. I don't harm my body. Yeah. Okay. Well, start doing something. Yeah. Start. It says, you know, from, uh, it, it says to do acts of service, especially for like the poor. Um, go volunteer. Yeah. Go volunteer. Whether it's a, and, and if you don't like people, go volunteer with dogs. If you don't like dogs, go volunteer with people. Like, use your time wisely. Use your time. And when you're doing this, don't just do it just to do it. Like, have these conversations with people. Spread his word. Talk about Jesus. Talk about God. Talk about, you know, the things that you've learned. Like, hey, I read my Bible. Some people are going to be, like, so off-putish about it and be like, "Mm." but as you're talking about things, they'll slowly come around. They may not come around right. They may be like, oh, she's, like, a religious freak or he's a religious freak. Like, you know, he thinks he's better than you or she thinks that she's better than you. It's like, no, like there's <clears throat> have a normal conversation with somebody. Yeah. 
just as you would if you're having a normal conversation with somebody at the bar. The only thing is, you're not talking about alcohol. You're not talking about how messed up you got the night before or how you were at this bar last time and they made their drinks really strong. Yeah. Don't talk about that. Yeah. Like, it, just as you would have those conversations, have these conversations when you're doing acts of service. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, and, and that's good. Do something then. Um, read. Read your word. Yeah. I challenge you, 40 days. If you're going to do that for 40 days, read your word. Mm-hmm. See what that does. And like Abby said, journal. Journal your thoughts. See what it was for 40 days and then continue that. Continue it afterwards. Yeah. You know, Don't just stop I'm... there. Just take it as something. I, it's kind of difficult to kind of talk about in the sense of without like, it's, it's a challenging thing it's, to talk it's, about it without it's... having, without being so like. Um, it's because you're talking about, you're, when you talk about like, fasting, rough. like especially with me growing up, fasting for me was giving something that's not good for you. When in actuality, fasting can be like, it can also be, um, you know, like we wake up in the morning um, before we eat or before we, you know, before we go to church, before we read our word. We don't eat anything. We're, we don't, we wait until we're fed by the word of God to, to then eat, you yeah. know, like that, that's fasting in itself. Yeah. Um, there, there's a variations of fasting. It's like, but in a Catholicism way, way. fasting to me was always what's bad you need to stop doing so it and and i I still struggle with like like even then i journaled today about like how how i'm struggling like i'm not gonna be able to go and get my ashes this would be like one of the first years that i don't go get my ashes that's something that i've done for 18 plus years it's like you know it's 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 a change for me but it's like as i'm reading my word i'm realizing they never did that you know that was something that was given by the pope like why am i listening to this old man you know would you look that up why, why do they do ashes um it's from the old testament they give different reasonings as to why like different scriptures but it's not so hardly saying like ashes on your forehead and when i read into it a little bit more it was one of the popes um that had started doing it and they continued the practice i don't remember which pope it was though because a lot of it so like okay whenever i was in catechism they gave us this book called the ucat and it's basically a youth book on Catholicism, and it goes in. It go. It describes the, the commandments. It describes why we do certain things. But no, in some of the, in some of the explanations of, like, um, you have like the ashes and things like that. It just states that they're sac- 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 sacramental. No, uh, sacramentals. Yeah, that they're sacramentals. And but mm. it doesn't give a scripture on to like why. But it talks, it has a whole letter from the Pope in the very beginning. And a lot of it, they go back to the Pope. They talk about like why, how the Pope started doing this. But I can't remember which Pope it was that that started doing the ashes. So it's like, it, it's not in the Bible. Like, it, it's not. And it's like, as I'm, but see, with my struggles of accepting it, that I, I don't need to go get my ashes, you know. Mm-hmm. What I need to do is read my Bible. What I need to do is read the word and understand it more. And and through doing that, these difficulties will become easier and easier. Because it's like when we first had this conversation, it's like, no, like this is this is what I know. You know, like I'm not going to not go get my ashes. Like what? But now I'm like, well, you know, like it, it, I'm at peace with that. Like I'm at peace yeah. with knowing that. I'm not doing these things 
to be disrespectful to my quote unquote religion or to your family. Yes, and and you and those that grew up Catholic, you know how they can be sometimes. Like you didn't go and get your ashes, why not? You didn't get married in a church. You didn't do this. You're not doing that. It's in my family, it was a fear tactic. So it's like now my mom, now that we're like older, she's not really much. She'll she'll make like little side comments here and there, but it's like I through reading my word and through prayer and asking for him to really reveal to me why it's not so much that it's not important but it's not it's not a necessity to do it you know what what is a necessity what's the necessity is if i'm going to be doing this stuff where does he fall into this right um so it's it's not just reading your word it is prayer as well on top of that um we're gonna get into prayer yeah um and and that's, that's that's the thing too is like don't feel bad if like you were like me and you had a lot of questions about Catholicism and why you do these certain practices and don't be afraid to ask your parents. Don't be afraid to ask the priest why. Um, don't be afraid to ask us. Yeah, honestly. Oh, hit us up. Um, yeah, I'd love to talk to you about it. But like, like, okay, so one thing that really was like kind of hard for me and still kind of is, I'm still kind of, I'm still praying on it is confession because <clears throat> confession can like confessionals is something that, uh, you do in Catholicism and I always felt so good doing my confessionals like being in that little room nobody can really hear me I'm just talking to the priest um you know doing all these like like just what felt like cleansing you know I'm saying it out loud yeah I'm coming to realize like I could still do that with just me in my conversation with with God like like that's fine I don't need this third party essentially to tell me that I'm cleansed of my sin. He tells me that, yeah. you know? Um, he knows what's in your heart. So if you're truly repenting it and you are, you know, speaking against it, you're rebuking it, like, your sins will be forgiven. You don't need a man yeah. to tell you, go do five Hail Marys or ten I, Our Fathers um, for you to be because cleansed. Because it's not in the Bible. It's Jesus, not. Jesus never told you to go do that. Yeah. Like, and that's what we're talking about. What does Jesus say? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you're a Christian, you claim yourself as a Christian or a Catholic, what did Jesus say about that? Yeah. Because when he comes and he you asks you, he'll be like, yeah, like, well. Jesus isn't going to ask you, how many Hail Marys did you do? He's not going to ask you if you did Ash Wednesday. Jesus is not going to ask, is a Christian, like, he's just, he's not going to ask you if you're a Christian or a Catholic. He's going to, Jesus is going to know who his people, who his children are. Mm-hmm. it's scripture if you're not reading the word you don't know yeah. you, you don't know you're blindly following and that's that's just as bad as those that don't even believe in god at all and don't read if, if you if you're blindly following this religion you're just like someone who claims that they're atheists you're just like someone who claims that they're agnostic who don't follow god at all and it, and it you're be, no different it could be a hard pill to swallow because if you've struggled your entire life and then you finally come to christ but you're you know the, the the person that was helping teach you the the people that you were at with bible and bible study you know they they've kind of embedded into you that like this is your religion this is the religion this is the system that you're under this is the this is what you, what you are it can be hard because that has helped you you know yeah. but it's now that you know like yes you, you know thankfully you had those people that could come help bring you to christ and and help with your walk with christ 
but your walk is your walk it's not up to your teachers your facilitator mm -hmm. to ensure that you're keeping that walk it's up to you to make sure you're reading your bible it's up to you to make sure that you're praying and what is said between you and jesus is said between you guys what your relationship is like what my relationship is with him and what your relationship is with him is completely different because we're at completely different levels so don't feel bad that you know what you once thought you knew before go back and reread that word because there may be something that you missed when you read it you may have just been reading blindly and then now that you're getting somebody it's it's lighting a fire in you like somebody's telling me i'm not a christian i'm not a catholic like that, that yeah. that's wrong go back and read your bible and see that same fire that's ignited in you when you're reading it what you're reading now how different it is yeah well, when we talk about the ash on your head it because I heard it today in the men's group. It says that, remember you are, it says that, remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Today is Ash Wednesday for the first day of Lent for many, it says Christians, but Catholic Christians, for more than 1,500 years. Uh, Christians have used these words to mark the day as they dip their fingers into ash and smudge bowed foreheads with a sign of the cross. Mm-hmm. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And I'm sure someone's saying that, no, 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 it's just saying that our bodies are gone. No, bro, I don't die. This body, cool, is gone. But I live forever through Jesus Christ. So as far as you shall return, to dust I shall return, nah, bro. I'm not returning to dust. I'm living forever in eternity with Jesus Christ. I don't agree with that. Like, so that's why like I have a, I'm going to chill out a little bit <laughs> because like, <laughs> I, I appreciate you. I, I am. I'm going to chill out a little bit for, cause I, I, I appreciate Abby in in the sense, like in all ways, but you know, she had talked to me a while back about like, you know, if you're going to talk about Catholicism, you're going to talk about certain things that people believe in. You can't go at it a certain way. And so, a lot of what you're seeing has been a lot of interesting conversations leading up to this point. You got to know the conversations point. we go through sometimes behind the scenes that hit hard for us to be vulnerable. Um, this vulnerable. So what yeah. you're seeing is a lot of work of background conversation, not fully on, you know. And, and kind of what you said to like, you know, your, your spirit lives forever. Your body dies. Same way with temptation. Your flesh is what is easily tempted when your spirit is right when your soul is right it's easy to resist well, not easy but it's it's your when your soul and your spirit are right with god that temptation doesn't come to you as hard or you're very much less tempted your flesh is really what's tempting same it's, thing yeah. with sex with drinking with alcohol your body your flesh that's gonna pat that's gonna that's going to die. Yes, you should still respect it because what you put into your body, you know, you're 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 bringing in, you're bringing into your soul, you're bringing into your spirit. Your spirit is going to live forever, but that temptation really comes from your flesh. Like like I said, whenever I gave up social media, it was like muscle memory for my body to just grab my phone and try to get to my apps. And in my head, I'm like, dang, well, no, remember, you deleted it. Like, it's just constant reminding myself, like, no, like, it's gone. You can't do it. Stop reaching for it. Stop. It, but it was muscle memory. It was my flesh being so accustomed to that. And even now you see it. Like, I mean, we're guilty of being on our phones. We try not to yeah. be in it as much as 
we are now. Like, when you get your weekly thing for the week, like your weekly report, it, it's, it feels good to see, like, oh, you were down 50-something percent. You were down 32 mm-hmm. percent. It's like, okay, cool. Like, I, so I wasn't on it as much as I thought, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it, where I am with social media now, how I'm posting, psh, psh, two different people from, like, six years ago. Yeah, just because you don't drink or eat or do anything, like, internally that you take in bad doesn't mean that you're, you know, good. Um, because it says in scripture that it's not what enters into a man that defiles him, but what comes out of a person that defiles them. So if you're slandering, gossiping, if you're being all these things, and it's not about self-righteousness, religion is going to tell you that you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Relationship, however, is going to tell you why you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Why? explain it to you well this is why we don't drink because they're called spirits alcohol is called spirits therefore you're putting spirits in you and it's causing you to you're not even sober long enough to have a sober thought um you're literally doing a ritual by smoking something whatever it is it's there's just certain things that like you said it's it's just you have to here's you hear everybody say that it's in God's will if it's in God's will well what is God's will it's the word of God so I posted it today this isn't the post but what I'm saying is that the way that you know if you're in God's will God does have a plan for you but we've all gone through different things in life everyone has gone through something different Therefore, your will with God is going to be different. And yes, you have free will. The reason why you have free will is the reason that you know you have free will is because you're able to go choose whether to drink or not, to cuss or not, to listen to the show or not, to go to church or not, to be a good person or not. You have free will. But there's God's will for you. And God's will for you is by reading his word. The more you align yourself with the Bible, the more you align yourself, and in, the only way that you could do that is by reading the word. So when you read the word, you align yourself up. Like when you read, and let's say it talks about uh, fornication, and it says that you shouldn't fornicate. Fornicate means you know having sex outside of marriage, or masturbating, or basically watching pornography. And you look at yourself and you think, okay, I want to be with God's will, but I'm not. I just read that. And the only way I know is because I'm reading God's word. So now you have a choice. You have two choices. You can either rebel or you can obey. If you obey, you stop that. You cut it off. Jesus says that if if you lust after a woman, pluck out your eye. If you go to steal something, you know, chop off your hand. Not literally. But what he's saying is that it'd be better off that you just did that than keep doing what you're doing. So... Either you're rebelling or you're going to obey. So that's how you know if you're aligning yourself with the spirit, you're aligning yourself with God. And to that, he will reveal himself to you more and more and more. And that's how you know you're on the straight and narrow of God's you know, will in your life. Mm-hmm. That's because your will should be wanting to align with God's will. And you just walk that path. And the way that it does become easier 
in the sense that you're able to see these things mm -hmm. before they come. You know that, okay, I if I if someone's going to reach out to me about going to drink, I don't do that because the word says not to. And it says don't drink because my relationship with Christ and through reading, it says that it's going to do X, Y, Z for me. Therefore, I can say no. And I can say yes to Christ. I can say yes to God. It's It takes some time, but you don't have much time. Mm -hmm. Time's going to fly by like that for most of us. For a lot of us, we are 10 years graduated already. Think about that. That's kind of crazy. You're already 10 years out of graduation. 10 years. You've already gone through two cycles of high school time, and now you're basically in your sophomore year if you're 28 years old, for those that are in my area. You've already gone through two high school lives. It's freshman through senior twice, and now you're on your sophomore going into your junior year. It flies by, and a lot of you are parents whether you're single or you have a um, both your or you have a was it double uh, blended you, family? Sorry, are you the parents or you 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 got both y'all in there or is you're just a single parent whether you're male or female? I'm I can't even He's right now. So <laughs> no, I'm fasting. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not fasting. So um, what I'm saying to you is that men is your obligation to know these things. And if this is something that you're receiving that you've never known before because you've never had the opportunity like I did to sit with a man and talk to him about it, and no man ever followed, no man around me when I grew up followed Christ. It wasn't until I got older that some kind of did. I only know one man in my personal family. Let me make sure I'm saying that right so I don't disrespect someone. I only think of one man in my family who follows Jesus Christ who I can probably sit and call and ask for advice from in my family out of all the men that are in my family. And I have nothing but boy cousins. Granted, I'm the oldest, second oldest cousin out of nine or eight, but I have more cousins on whatever side. None of them I can. So as a man of your family, you are going to be held accountable for the things that you're not doing for your family. If you're not putting your family, if you're taking your family to a Catholic church and you're not explaining to them what fasting is and you're not explaining to them what Lent is and where it comes from, if you're going to do it, know where it comes from and have a reason as to why you do it instead of just taking it from the church or from the pastor mm -hmm. and saying that this is what we do and saying, okay, that's cool, Father. Yes, Father, which you're not supposed to call him Father in the first place. So you can get that out there. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you have to go and read these things, men. And I'm speak strictly the men. Whether you're a single man or you're a man of, um, even if your kid doesn't live with you, you still have responsibility for that child. And if you are living with someone and you have children, you definitely, you know, you have that responsibility. So the whole point is that you have an obligation to go read it and look for yourself on these things. Um, I'm not going to say like, when I read these things that I'm about to read and, and I'm just trying to get your brain flowing, I'm not the one to tell you to do this, do that. I'm the one focusing on Jesus Christ. So when just hear what Jesus says, you take it with the grain of salt, do your research and let, like I said, the spirit move for you. So what I was trying to say earlier in the show was Luke 20. So Luke chapter 20, verse 45 and 47. 
It says, beware of the scribes which desire to walk in long robes and love greetings in the marketplaces and the highest seats in the synagogues and the chief rooms of feasts, which devour widows' houses and for shoe make long prayers, the same shall receive greater damnation. I'll read it in another different version for you. Beware of the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues being the church and the places of honor at the banquets. They devour widows' houses and for show make leafy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. And that's Jesus saying that. In Matthew 23, verse 9, it says, Do not call anyone on earth your father. For one, one is your father, which is in heaven. I'm not saying you can take what I just said with a grain of salt and do what you will. That's, that's, those are words of Jesus Christ. So whenever we discuss these things, and, and, I, and I started doing this research a long time ago because I wanted to know which one am I, which one do I fit in, which one do I do, what Islam, Muslim, this, that, whatever. All That's why Jesus is called the way the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father but Him. You're Just because you believe in God and you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you and what that means is I asked my friend the other day at the men's group, I said, are you saved? I asked him, are you saved? And he was like, uh, what does that mean? And I was like, oh, like, dang, bro, you've been coming to this group and I don't know if you're yeah. saved or not. And something told me to ask him. He said, I don't know. Uh, and what does that mean? And I said that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You acknowledge that, that he died on the cross for your sins. He rose on the third day. That Have you acknowledged that in, uh, in front of people? Because Christ, Jesus Christ says, deny me in front of people, and I too will deny you in front of my Father who was in heaven. So, but it's okay because Peter denied Jesus three times. Into his face while he was about to get crucified. And Peter was the rock upon which which peter's name if i'm not mistaken um before i say it peter's name literally means rock literally means stone okay peter james john these things these guys names they literally mean certain stuff that's why you guys like you'll get it will promise you if you stay connected with me we'll grow together and i'll it'll just the holy spirit will reveal so much to the show but like, think about that. Peter denied, although Jesus says that, Peter denied him three times, yet Peter was the foundation and the beginning of the church. Why do you think that is? Because I denied Jesus so many times in the sense of, I'll never follow God. I'll never become a Christian. I'll never do this. And I eventually did. Jesus, or Peter denied him three times in front of them, in front of Jesus, and still was who Peter turned out to be. So, my point to you is when it comes to all of these things, you got to start asking yourself questions. God will not have mercy on you for not knowing any better. You have it upon yourself to know better or not. I read in this book and a book I'm reading with my men's group. It says that God deals with us according to his word, not according to our society's norm. Think about that. 
It's, it's not according to society. Just because your friends think that you're a good person. Oh, I think I know that you've done good. It don't matter. It's it's according to his word is where you'll place judgment. What did I read in Romans the other day? I said that you will be your secrets. It says that your secrets of your heart will be judged. So for those of you who what I found out today is that personality is what you see in person, what you're seeing pretty much right now is personality. But character is what you see in private is what you see behind closed doors. God knows your character. Jesus knows your character and your character will be revealed and you will be held accountable one day for that. So as you're participating or not participating in Lent for those in my poll that says, no, nah, I'm not doing Lent at all, which I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're a believer in Jesus Christ or not, you know, so, but my whole thing is, is that if you are participating in Lent or yeah, if you're participating in Lent, if you are going to fast, you, you it, it is your, how would you say it is make our, make it about Jesus, don't make it about you. Yeah, it's our commandment to know God. You need to know God mm -hmm. if you're going to be doing that. Be wholehearted in it. Don't just be like, oh, I got to do it just to do it. You know, it's what my mom said or this is what I grew up doing. But yeah. And some people, especially like, I feel like now it is the young kids. A lot of them go based off of personality. Nobody really knows their own character because you don't take time to understand your own character. You are going by external forces that you think, like, well, this is just my personality. This is just who I'm going to be. But you haven't even read the word. You don't even know. It's already written or you don't listen to it. I'm kind of going through that right now. I feel like I've there's a lot of changes going, in, going on in my life, your life our married life together and it wasn't until we started really getting into our bible like especially me sitting down into my bible i before i opened that thing i sat there and i prayed like i know what you have for me is already written please reveal it to me and the book he gave me that i read was so much of what my, was going on in my life book of nehemiah nehemiah it was so much of what is going on in my life right now that i'm like dang okay i see you i hear you it's having faith in that and letting and having faith in that he's leading me in the right direction i just have to keep it up i have to keep doing it i, I can't be listening to my flesh and the things that i want to do are hard a lot of people have talked me out of and it's like, no, this was written, this was this was given to me as a child. And I refused to listen to it because of the people around me and through my fasting. And I never took it seriously. It was always about me. It was never about him. It was always about, well, I got to do it just because I got to do it. That's just what, that's what, it, what it is. And if you're a Catholic, you understand that. I know you do because we used to get pinched at church. You know, it doesn't matter. Like we're going Ash Wednesday, you know, wake up at six in the morning before school, going to get your ashes. You're going to school with those ashes on your forehead. You're letting people know that you are Catholic. You're letting people know that this is what, that these are our practices, you know. But you're doing these practices, you're observing this, and you're not really gaining anything from it. So it's like I urge you as a Catholic, like, ask these questions. If you, if you go to confession regularly, Ask these questions, man. And if things are still not making sense to you, and you f you'll you feel it in your spirit that, like, if these answers aren't correct, go have it upon yourself to read the word. 
have it upon yourself to we have google at our fingertips man like use use your devices to to benefit you you know so it, it's hard it, it is hard especially if you've practiced it for so long like i'm i still struggle with it but through prayer and through the word it's becoming so much easier right and we've talked about to talk about prayer to get to that it's um hope it's uh faith it comes by hearing so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so so faith is the substance for your hope okay so we know those things so praying when you come from when you come to pray when you're doing this fasting stuff and you're choosing and we're just talking to those who are doing lent those who even don't do lent who are just hearing this for the first time and you're thinking like okay well i think i am going to want to give up something like or i you said just wanna fast. we have two different ways of we have two different ways of doing it man abby has a way right now in her walk and stage of life to where fast and then I guess monitor it or how would you say that because moderate it moderate it moderation moderation okay my way of seeing it is if you're going to pick something to fast stop doing it for the rest of your life now if you know me if you know me that's how I am and And if you know me yeah this is how I am okay so and I want to know what is it that Oh, I'll I'll put a poll. Um, So what I would say is take your lesser of the two, whichever one you want to do, whatever, pray on it. Whatever your relationship is with God right now. Yeah, pray on it. Listen to that. Pray on it. And like I said, who knows, man, through these years, through our marriage, we may rub off on him. He may rub off on me. And we may flip in the next two years. Who freaking knows, man, at this point? That's why I said, yeah, your stage right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's just most likely whatever it is that you're going to be fasting from is preventing you from reaching your full potential in life. And God is calling on your heart. He's calling you, and he's wanting you to lean on him more. He's wanting you to lean on Jesus more. And through removing this thing out of your life for the moment being he's going to reveal himself to you and you i would urge you to pray because you can't fast without prayer it don't work like that does not it don't work so if you fast without prayer you're just challenging yourself that's all it is it's a challenge to you it's not beneficial to you god is not a challenge the only time that God tells you to challenge him is whenever he tells you about tithing to him. Um, it's the only place in the Bible where he says, challenge me. And another thing is if you're really going through it and you are struggling with certain things that are bad for you, as you're fasting against it, you need to pray against it. You need to actually repent for the sins that you have done and you've committed while you were doing whatever it is while you were drinking while you were having sex with other multiple people while you were smoking whatever it is if you're gonna be attempt to fast it 
repent it at the same time. Yeah, and maybe keep it to yourself. It tells you that it tells you when you choose to fast, and that's why I don't understand it with the with Catholicism sometimes. I don't really know how it works, so I say this loosely. Um, that from what I've experienced that I've seen is that people will literally say Yeah on social media, Hey, I'm logging off social media, I'll be back in forty days, you know, I'm doing my thing or on social media they'll say, Wow, it's been so hard, you know, doing this, doing that. Oh yeah, I used Bruh. to do that. Okay. Well, it's not for everybody, dude. It's for it's for God. You know what I mean? It's for you and for God. It's not for no one else. Um, in Matthew 6, 16 and 18, it says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, mm-hmm. for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So just period. It's talks about in fasting it talks about or sorry in the Bible uh, Jesus speaks about not casting your pearls amongst swine. So that means that like don't things that you got good going on in life, things that you um, are doing good in, don't cast them. Don't put that in front of people who are as of swine. So for people who are not participating or observing this, just go without saying it. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you could say like that, you know, you're, it could be an open door. I would say pray on it. Yeah, no, and don't, don't, don't. And like, pray on I, I'm, I'm very guilty of this where I'm like, I tell my friends, well, like I can't do this because I'm fasting because I'm, I'm, I'm doing Lent. Like, cause they already see it in their heads as oh okay she'll be back in 40 days or you know it's you're already letting outside people who whether they're in your circle or not they see it as like oh well she's giving this up let me just see if i can like tempt her let's see if it works so that then they start to tempt you and then if you if you're if you're stuck you know you're sticking to it and you're you are actually fasting from it and then your fasting's up, whether it's 40 days, whether it's three days, whether it's a week, whatever it is, they'll know, oh, she's done. Let me go back to it, you know? Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, like relationships, honestly. You know, you wonder why you can't get away from that one guy. It's because he knows. He already knows the game plan. He already knows what's happening. It's the same thing. Yeah, you just need to pray. Pray and fast on it. Pray, pray, pray. Um ways that you could pray about it is like i've given you a couple of examples of like search my heart lord reveal to me of what it is that is um, keeping me from you whether it's laziness to not read your bible whether it's uh, pride to not read the bible whatever it is reveal it to me write it down Um, so you don't forget it we'll say a prayer for you at this very end um here in a second but you know pray Pray and fasting. You cannot, and that's the most key thing. And I know it's coming at the end. So some of people who, hopefully, if you're still stick with us, you hear it. Those that got off, they're not going to hear this key ingredient. It does. You cannot fast without prayer. It just don't work. And it's and it goes from asking to thanking Him. Mm-hmm. So just ask Him, Lord, protect me during this time, whatever it is, and then thank you for the strength. Thank you for revealing yourself to me. Thank you for making me into who you want me to become. Um. Let's see. 
is that about is that about everything yeah think? without going off the rails and the rabbit hole of other things yeah because i really want to yeah um, no i know you so do. Like, i, I want to say um so for those who are listening who have have if you're not saved and saving means accepting jesus christ as your lord and savior then i want to um extend this to you that I want to invite see that's why it's not it's not an invitation it's more of a commandment I read that it's a commandment that everyone is to come to Jesus Christ it's not because an invitation means and I'll explain to you how I read it invitation means that you can either accept or reject a commandment however means that you can either rebel or obey so by not making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you are rebelling. So it's not denying the invitation. So the way that you come to being able to do this fasting is through having Jesus Christ in your heart and in your life. He will renew your heart and he will transform your mind. And I want to give, see, that's why it's hard to say. What you say? Just give them their altar call. Do how you usually do it. That's pretty much it. Um, so if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and you want to have things revealed to you that need to be revealed to you, that you want, you know you're wanting a better life, you're, you're, you're tired of being alone you know there's more to your life you can feel it you've always felt it you just don't know how well that comes through having a relationship with jesus christ not having a religion it's not about picking about picking out whether you're going to be catholic or christian or jewish or this or that none of that matters all that matters is that you have jesus christ as your lord and savior and that you accept him into your heart so if you could just, I'll lead you in a prayer if you're ready to make him your Lord and Savior. So uh, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I've come to the end of me. I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Make me and mold me into the person you want me to become. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you said that prayer, uh, I feel light saying it myself. If you said that prayer, know that Jesus is with you. You're never alone. Okay. And welcome home. We've all been the prodigal son or daughter. Okay. We've all ventured off. And you're home now. Um, if you're a male, um, message me because I have a men's group that I would love to extend that invitation uh, to you to come be a part of. And uh, for those, um, for everyone else, you know, you know, get around some, I suggest and I advise you to get around some believers, get around healthy believers in Christ and go church hop. Don't bar hop, go church hop and try different churches out. If you don't know what church to try out, message me and I can kind of guide you. I can invite you to come to my church, but just uh, message me so we can get that invitation and I can let you know the times. Um, I feel like I'm missing something, babe. What am I missing? 
just want to thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming on again. It's been more times, but thank you for being vulnerable and for using yourself as an example and for wanting to do this. Um, and it, it's very courageous of you because it's not easy and it's um, it's challenging, you know, being able to come from something you grew up in and then expose that to not only kind of like grow into something else more or less grow with christ i guess you could say mm -hmm. but then to like really like to release that and to show that to people it takes a lot if it doesn't scare you it's not gonna make you stronger there you go so um we're gonna be pray we're gonna pray for uh i'm gonna pray for the people real quick uh, and they're fasting and then we'll wrap it up cool so so uh dear heavenly father i just want to I want to thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for our sins. We thank you, God, for um, your grace. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Father, I just want to pray for those who are about to fast, who are going, who are considering fasting, who are going to fast. I pray, Father, that you search their hearts and truly reveal to them the thing that is hindering their spirit the most, and that you replace that... Um, that vice or you replace that unclean spirit with the Holy Spirit, with your word, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, replace that. We rebuke any unclean spirits out of our body and we replace them with your love, your joy, your knowledge, your wisdom. Just bring revelations to, to everyone who is going to try and um, who is going to um, go into this fast be there with them in their prayers be there with them throughout their walk throughout their day protect them from anyone who is uh, trying to knock them off course from the enemy protect them from the enemy from knocking them off their course and like i said god just reveal yourself to them and how you want to grow more uh more of a relationship with them so that they can become all they were created to be in jesus christ so we love you, Father. We thank you. Let us be the light to those who are around us. And just protect us, Father. Please protect us as we go throughout our week and through um, throughout our day. We love you, Father. We thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys. Thank you all so much for watching. Um, until next chapter, love yourself so that you can go love someone else. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, baby.